Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Hey yo, what up everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am of course the aforementioned Xander. It's a hype podcast, y'all. Because this, right here, is the 100th episode of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Congratulations. That's right. We hit the century mark, y'all. People doubted us. People said Xander's Facts will never hit 100 episodes. I bet there are people saying that out in the universe. But you know what? We did 100 episodes right here on Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Thank you all so much for listening. There's going to be a lot of facts. There's going to be a lot of thanks. There's going to be a lot of celebrations on this 100th episode of the Xander's Facts Podcast. And we're going to get to all those facts in just a second. But before we do... I just thought that I would remind you all before we get to all the facts on this podcast that if you have liked the Zaders Facts podcast previously, but if this is your first time and you think you're going to like all the facts on this week's edition, and trust me, you will, then remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, episode 100, rate and review the podcast too, and then check us out on all our socials. We're on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Xander's Facts. That is Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember, remember, y'all, to tell all your friends. We like to call it around here, spread the facts. Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast. But we've also got our newsletter that comes out every Sunday morning. It's called Xander's Weekend Facts. It's got a recap of the week's top headlines. Check it out. It is free in the episode description. And then we've also got the Xander's Facts link tree, which has all the Xander's Facts links that you need for everywhere to listen to the podcast, for everywhere to read the newsletter, even though there's only one place, all our socials, all the facts on the Xander's Facts link tree, which is also linked to this episode's description, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify or on YouTube, because we're also on YouTube. You should go check that out. Check it out. The Xander's Facts link tree is in this episode's description. It's got all the facts for you to check out and your friends. How about that? So many facts. A hundred episodes worth of facts, actually, because as I mentioned, this is the hundredth episode of Zaira's Facts Podcast. And I just wanted to begin this podcast before we get into all our facts by really just thanking you all, because maybe you haven't listened for a hundred episodes of the podcast. Maybe you only listened for one, but that's still... We are able, the goal of this podcast, when I started, was I was like, there is so much misinformation out there. I don't know if you all remember this, but I started the podcast February 2021, and right around that time was, you know, January 6th, 2021, and the 2020 election, and the amount of misinformation that was spread everywhere about that, and there are great places that spread the facts and not misinformation. But I feel like it's important to get the facts out there to everybody. Also, the fact that at the time, I had a lot of time to do a podcast, so I started doing it. And you know, now we're not in COVID lockdown, but I'm still doing the podcast. We're still 100 episodes down. And that's because you all, I've been spreading the facts on the podcast and the newsletter, and you all have been in taking, consuming these facts, and then spreading them out to all your friends, like we talk about at the beginning and the end of every podcast, because the numbers for 
this podcast and the numbers for Xander's Weekend Facts are growing. Huh. More people are downloading this podcast. More people, well, I don't know if they're listening, but downloading. They're downloading this podcast. More people are reading Xander's Weekend Facts. I don't know if I said this, but the Xander's Weekend Facts we had a couple weeks ago, which was about the Fox News Dominion lawsuit. Apparently a lot of people liked that because that was the most viewed Xander's Weekend Facts ever. And that was, what, about a month ago? And so, you know, I gotta be honest with y'all. The podcast isn't very big. The newsletter isn't very big. Xander's Facts isn't very big. You know, whatever you define big as, I guess, in context or whatever. (laughs) But Xander's Facts is still spreading the facts. I personally love doing this podcast every week. I love doing the newsletter. It's a grind. But we are spreading not just facts, but actual truth, actual information. Hopefully you're learning about things on this podcast that are actually important. You know, if we're talking about news or politics, and we also like to talk about silly things like sports and nuclear fusion last week, which was all pretty cool and stuff, but it's not, you know, right now, top of mind. Things like democracy and maybe abortion or healthcare or gun rights or whatever, all that stuff is. And there's a lot of misinformation out about there. People who intentionally, because I think there's a lot of people out there who know better, but spread these lies for whatever, power, wealth, fame, I don't know. Maybe I should try it. That's not a fact. But we're going to keep spreading the facts here on this podcast for as long as this podcast goes on. Sanders, facts. That's my little spiel about our 100th episode. And I hope, I sincerely do hope, that we're going to be able to do 100 more. Episode 200, which would be... 2025 or something like that. I have no clue. I don't know. We'll see if we get there. But I am feeling good that this is our 100th episode, that we've made it. I feel accomplished that we've made it to our 100th episode of the Xander's Facts podcast. And for that, I wanted to switch up what we're doing on the podcast, do something a little bit different on the podcast this week, because our world is pretty crazy. There's a lot of things going on. It's chaotic. I thought we would kind of just like You know, usually on the podcast, we like to pick a topic or two every single week, and we focus on it, and we give all the facts. And I love doing that, to make sure that everybody knows what the actual truth is, whatever I'm talking about. College basketball, politics, technology, science, whatever it is. And I like doing that, and we're going to do it next week, too, because I've already got next week's podcast planned out. We're going back to that. But this week, because it's episode 100, I wanted to kind of just, like, do this free-flowing discussion. And I know that this isn't a live thing where we can instantly communicate with each other, but I looked up the definition of discussion, and it says, quote, the action or process of talking about something in order to reach a decision or to exchange ideas, unquote. So that does not mean I have to be talking with someone simultaneously. We can have a conversation right now, and you could just yell at me through your earbuds or your radio or whatever you're listening to this podcast on even though you probably already do that. Yep. But I wanted to switch it up this week because I wanted to talk about basically taking an overall look at the current state of the United States of America, the country that I think most of the podcast listeners live in. I know that I've lived in for all my life. And, you know, we're not going to be talking about everything. I mean, there's so many things going on in our chaotic world 
Despite publishing 99 podcast episodes, we've really only scratched the surface. And we're only going to talk about a couple things that I've listed here on my fact sheet. But these are, you know, top of mind things that some of them we've talked about on the podcast before, some of them we haven't. And so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, you know, go down, you know, list some of the major issues, talking points, problems in our society, talk about them for a little bit. Some of the ones that I think are most prevalent right now, you know, some of them we talked about before. Some of them are going to be brand new. I've got takes, spoiler alert, I've got facts, of course, because I had to write down a couple of facts for each of these. I mean, it is the Xander's Facts podcast, but that's why it's going to sound a little bit different because we're talking about a bunch of stuff this week on the Xander's Facts podcast, and I've spent eight and a half minutes introducing it, so we're just going to get right into it. Are we done yet? Talking about, I guess, some of the major events, problems, issues that are facing our country right now. So... You know, let's start our journey by talking about what's probably at the forefront of your mind today. Because, uh, well, if you're listening to this podcast just after its release, Wednesday, April 5th, top story in the news is probably the indictment and the subsequent arrest of the former U.S. President Donald Trump. Or as he's been known on this podcast for over two years, Donnie Boy. On Tuesday, Donnie Boy surrendered and then he was subsequently arrested in new york he flew up from mar-a-lago in florida to new york he had to do that because last week he was indicted by a manhattan grand jury following an investigation into his role in a hush money payment scheme and a cover-up involving adult film star stormy daniels just before the 2016 presidential election i'm sorry y'all i don't know why i'm laughing but it's just like There are several investigations going on with this individual. He's been impeached twice. And this is the thing that we're, you know, this is what he's been charged with the first. I don't don't know. He appeared in court on Tuesday. That was when the indictment was unsealed. And we learned that he had been charged with 34 felony counts of falsifying business records to which he pleaded. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Not. Guilty. Wow, surprise. Can you believe it? Huh. I know. I was pretty shocked. But yeah, there have been investigations going on with this man for years. And now we get to the part where he's been charged. Like, as I said, he's been impeached twice, is currently under several criminal investigations in multiple jurisdictions, not just New York, and has now been charged with crimes. You know, this is also the person who... In the two elections that he's run in, as the Republican nominee for president, has not won the most votes, you know, actual people, not electoral votes, because he won once, not the most votes, actually. And according to the 538 polling aggregate, he's 16 points underwater on his approval rating. Whoops. And, you know, the current president is, his approval rating's not too hot either, but it's not that bad. So, you know, you would think. That, given the fact that he's now been charged with crimes, 34 counts of falsifying business records, you would think that his party, the Republican Party, would be like, all right, we've had enough, we had four years, and now we've had this, whatever it was, we're just going to abandon you, and we're going to search for another leader in our party. You would think that would happen, right? Like, that would be the most sane thing to happen, yes? Turns out, though... They haven't, because Republicans, even those, you know, who haven't been quite too friendly 
to Donny Boy since he left office have basically rushed to his aid in recent days. That would include, of course, no surprise here though, a congresswoman from Georgia whose name you may be able to guess is Marjorie. That's all we're going to say. Marjorie went so far as to actually go to New York on Tuesday. She's not from New York. She works in D.C., is from Georgia, and hold her own pro-Trump rally. Oh my gosh. Which she then had to leave after just 10 minutes, because it turns out that the crowd in New York City was not very pro-Trump. Surprise, surprise. But Marjorie also made a trip to 60 Minutes this past Sunday for, I don't know whatever reason, but she had some words to say to the person who interviewed her, Leslie Stahl, about Democrats. Listen to this. The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats, Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. Okay. What a, what a comeback there by Leslie Stahl. Wow. Okay. That's all she could say. Like, are you not going to push back on <laughs> pedophiles? Oh my gosh, y'all. Can you believe it? I mean, I had no clue. But I guess, wow. The Democrats are pedophiles. Can you believe that? Straight from the source. Whoa. Well, ooh. Okay, so that wasn't the only thing I have a clip for because uh, she also had this to say. On Tuesday morning, when she was in New York, she was in a car being interviewed by some, it's like a right-wing news channel, but it's not even a news channel. It's, I don't know where you even watch this thing, but she was talking about Donnie Boy. Listen to this. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. That's right, y'all. You heard it here first. Donald John Trump is equivalent, maybe even superior, to Jesus. I don't think so. I mean, I bet you didn't know that. How about that? So, I, I know this is an audio medium, so you can't see, but at the end of the interview, they're getting out of the car. And I said this was some right-wing obscure news, news, in quotes, whatever. But the interviewer kissed her on the cheek. Like, I'm not lying, y'all. Like, look this up. It's, it's out there. It's the video. It's real. Like, that's, I don't think that's journalism. That seems to be, I don't know. I don't know if you saw, I posted on my TikTok, Rudy, you all know Rudy, Giuliani, was on Newsmax and the interviewer starts the interview by saying she loves him. What is that? Mayor Rudy Giuliani, always amazing to see you. Love you. Sorry. I'm, oh. I, I'm, a, I'm just so honored, always, as always, to uh, interview you, sir. Like, if you love him, well, uh, that first off, why would you love Rudy? But also, why? <laughs> why would you love Rudy? Why would you then interview him? And say you're a news organization. Like, I don't, I think that right there might be the disqualifier. Like, if you say you love the person you're interviewing and it's Rudy Giuliani, that might, that might not actually be news you can trust. I think. I don't know. 
We were talking about Marjorie, though. She was at the Donnie Boy. It wasn't really, I don't know what it was. He just went to the courthouse. Of course, there were at least a couple of Donnie Boy supporters out there. Even if George Santos, he couldn't find them. You know George Santos, the guy, he's out there doing whatever. He didn't have a good time, though. He had to leave, and this is what he said. I I'm doing nothing. I'm leaving. Are you coming back at all later today? No, because you guys make it unbearable to be here. Why are you here, then? I came as sports president, but... No, I'm not coming back, because you all make it unbearable. You're mean. The news media, what... I don't know. We... George Santos. I don't know. He was there supporting Dottie Boy for... Whatever reason, I don't know. But there were there were some there were some of his supporters there because I saw someone brought a sign outside of the courthouse. Obviously, this is a audio medium, as I said, so you can't see it. But there's pictures online. The sign said, "Bragg's Jews: Michael Cohen, Alan Weisselberg, David Pecker." Now you're probably like, "What in the world?" But let me just give you some context. Bragg is Alvin Bragg. He is the Manhattan District Attorney who's prosecuting the case. The woke prosecutor. And then Cohen, Weisselberg, and Pecker are Donnie Boy's former confidants who apparently flipped on Donnie Boy. Or I know at least one or two of them did. Maybe, I don't know. But apparently they're Bragg's Jews. I don't think that's very nice or... I think that might be anti-Semitic. But I mean, what do I know? I mean, seriously. So, you know, that's going on. Alvin Bragg is the prosecutor, as I said. He's prosecuting the case. But ultimately, the grand jury decided to indict him. He's just prosecuting. And so, you know, Donnie Boy's friends haven't been too nice to Alvin Bragg. They've called him, I believe, yes, a woke prosecutor. Doesn't know what he's doing is terrible. Woke. We'll get into that in a second, the term woke. But I think that Donnie Boy has actually been saying some things about him, and I'm not so sure that he should be. He's been very active on his true social platform recently, and I just read that he, Forbes or whatever, does the net worths, and they estimated he's lost $700 million in his net worth because True Social hasn't done so well. So that's not too good. But, well, I guess the way you, it might be good for you, the way you think. Maybe not too good for him, but maybe good for you if you don't like him. But on the money, ultimately, he said some interesting things on his True Social platform. You may not have seen them. So I'm going to read a couple of these to you. Now imagine I'm Donnie Boy typing, and then I decide, read it over, and I decide, yes. I'm going to send this out. So these are just a couple of the things he said, which I found to be interesting, to say the least. So here we go. This was the first thing I'm going to read. He truthed, I don't know, this out back when the indictment first dropped. He said, quote, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicated. Let's pause. Yes, it did say it did not say indicted. He wrote indicated, which, uh, yeah, in all caps, the resume, the 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate by far 
for the 2024 nomination for president. This is an attack on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. Unquote. So I had to yell that because it was in all caps. But first off, I like how he did mention him as the leading Republican candidate by far. Because if you didn't know, he's running for president again. Good to know. And that was not in all caps. Neither was thugs and radical left monsters. Which, <laughs> radical left, first off, we've heard radical left that term forever. But Radical Left Monsters is a new one. I did not know that the Radical Left Monsters was this thing. I guess I'm just out of the loop on whatever Donnie Boy's group is saying. Indicated, though, was in all caps, and it was, he meant indicted, I think. He spelled it I-N-D-I-C-A-T-E-D, which is indicated. So, uh, whoops. And then he did put in all caps that we are a third world nation now. That is now confirmed because Donnie Boy did put it on his Truth Social. We're a nation in serious decline. So sad. He did uh, express some disappointment about that at the end with those two words and an exclamation point there at the end. So there you go. But there's also an article link when she shared in another Truth Social the article link had, you know, like when you see on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, an article link which has a picture, a preview of the article. And this one had a picture of him on the left, Donnie Boy, swinging a baseball bat. And then it had the prosecutor, the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, and the picture on the other side of that image. So there's, you know, that could be taken as a threat, I guess. I don't know. There's all that. Of course, he did he did type this before the indictment was even handed down. He said, quote, what kind of person can charge another person, in this case, a former president of the United States, who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination with a crime, when it is known by all that no crime has been committed and also that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country. Why and who would do such a thing? Only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA, unquote. So in that truth, only the word no was capitalized. There was only two letters. It's the truth. But he hit back on one of his biggest, greatest hits, I guess. Uh, got more votes than any sitting president in history, which is true, of course. Didn't get the most in the election he was running in, which is why he has to say that. I guess that was true. Leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination. He says again, another greatest hit. And then Alvin Bragg is a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA, mind you. But then on Monday of this week, he said of Alvin Bragg, quote, Wow, District Attorney Bragg just illegally leaked the various points and complete information on the pathetic indictment against me. He spelled indictment right that time. I know the reporter, and so unfortunately does he. This means that he must be immediately indicted. Now, if he wants to really clean up his reputation, 
he will do the honorable thing and, oh my gosh, as district attorney, indict himself. He will go down in judicial history and his Trump-hating wife will be, I am sure, very proud of him. Unquote. So, wow. That's how it starts. Wow. So, I just want to note that there's actually no factual evidence to back up the claim that Bragg leaked the indictment, which Donnie Boy spelled correctly in that one, thankfully. He didn't use all caps there. Um, but then he said that he will do the honorable thing, or he should, and indict himself, which is, which would just be, wow. And then his wife gets dragged into the mix because she is Trump-hating, which I don't know how he found that out, but, uh, okay. So there's that one. And then there's another one. Remember I mentioned all those other investigations that are going on of him. But one of them is currently being helmed by a special prosecutor for the U.S. Department of Justice for federal crimes, Jack Smith. Now, Donnie Boy decided to talk about Jack Smith and a truth, which, okay, he decided to say, quote, Speaking of leaks, see, these two go together. Special prosecutor, prosecutor is in quotes, Jack Smith, what did his name used to be? Question mark leaked massive amounts of information to the Washington Compost. <laughs> I'm sorry. Compost. This is illegal, and I assume this radical left lunatic, much to the chagrin of his Trump-hating wife and family, will be <laughs> prosecuted? He is a totally biased thug who should be loose on the Biden documents hidden in Chinatown and the 1,850 boxes secretly stored in Delaware, which Biden refuses to give up. Biden is guilty of obstruction. I am not, unquote. I'm sorry, y'all. I couldn't hold it together. I mean, that one, is, that one might be the best one I've read uh, until I get to the next one, but oh my gosh. I mean, let's just go through this. Why is prosecutor in quotes? And then why in parentheses is what did his name used to be? Question mark. What does that mean? I mean, that. Oh, my gosh. And then this is a new one because we have the failing New York Times. But now we have the Washington Compost, C-O-M-P-O-S-T, which I never heard of before. The Washington Compost. That's pretty clever. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's actually, that's pretty good. I'll give him that one. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay. So, along with Alvin Bragg, isn't this incredible? Both Alvin Bragg and Jack Smith have Trump-hating wives. Can you believe that? And Jack Smith has a Trump-hating family, too. He's a totally biased thug. Thug comes out again. Wow. And then... So Donnie Boy apparently had a speech at Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday night and CNN was covering for whatever reason. And I saw a little bit of it and he was talking about Biden documents hidden in Chinatown. He said Chinatown. I was like, I've never, what are you talking about? I have no clue what he's talking about. I mean, that's just like, Biden's guilty of obstruction. I am not, he says. I don't know. I don't know. That's, wow. Okay. So, there's that one. I've also got a couple more to read. I'm sorry, y'all. 
but these are cracking me up. And I've, I wrote these down, word for word, on my fact sheet, and I'm still laughing reading these again. Okay, so he then decided to have some words about the judge. The judge, in his case, he decided to truth about. Juan Merchant is his name. Uh, okay, let's uh, read this. You might need to turn down the volume for this one because it's a little loud. Very unfair venue with some areas that voted 1% Republican. This case should be moved to nearby Staten Island. Would be a very fair and secure location for the trial. Additionally, the highly partisan judge and his family are well-known Trump haters. He was an unfair disaster. I'm sorry. On a previous Trump-related case, Wood recuse, gave horrible jury instructions and impossible to deal with during the witch hunt trial. His daughter worked for Kamala, Kamala's in quotes, and now the Biden-Harris campaign, Kangaroo Court, three exclamation points, unquote. Calm down, bruh. All right, so... Um, he starts off by just saying very unfair venue, like we were supposed to know what he's talking about, which we do know what he's talking about, but I guess he made that assumption. Um, and now the judge is highly partisan. And listen, we had Alvin Bragg. His wife is apparently a Trump hater. Jack Smith, his wife and family are apparently Trump haters. Now the judge's family are well-known Trump haters. I mean, how about that? His daughter worked for Kamala. Why is Kamala in quotes? That has got to be racist. I mean, I don't understand why you would put Kamala in quotes. That has to be racist. And then Kangaroo Court. Why would you talk about the judge? Oh, um, okay. So I've got another, just a few more, y'all. He also wrote, quote, the corrupt DA has no case. What he does have is a venue where it is impossible for me to get a fair trial. It must be changed. And a Trump-hating judge, hand-selected, get this, by the Soros-backed DA, he must be changed. Also, has the DOJ working in the DA's office? Unprecedented, unquote. Okay, so, corrupt DA, we've established that, yes. It is impossible for Donnie Boy to get a fair trial. It must be changed, he says. Trump-hating judge. He refers to himself in the third person quite often. Not so much in these, but he defend he that's third person right there. Sand selected by the Soros back DA. George Soros. I thought we were years behind that. I mean, George Soros was the boogeyman for years. He's back now. Wow. How about that? <laughs> unprecedented doj is working in the da's office apparently i don't know so then sunday one of trump's lawyers joe tacopina made the rounds he was on cnn he said quote i have no issue with this judge whatsoever he has a very good reputation unquote then on abc news he said quote do i think the judge is biased of course not unquote so um maybe you should have told your client that and not let him go on his little whatever and just spout all this stuff because it's now in the public record. And, uh, uh, oh boy. And then, of course, this is yesterday, Tuesday, he decided to type on his way to the courthouse. He said, quote, heading to Lower Manhattan, the courthouse. Seems so surreal. Wow, they are going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America, MAGA. Unquote. Okay, so I'm 
Thankfully, he specified where he was going, the courthouse. Uh, surreal. Wow. They're going to arrest him. I guess he's just realizing that for the first time, even though he's surrendering. Uh, can't, he can't believe this is happening in America. And then at the end, just a MAGA. Like, um, okay. I don't know. So, wait, okay. That's it, y'all. That's all the truth social. There were a bunch in there, actually. There was more than I thought. Holy cow. That was, uh, yeah, that was, I feel like, you know, usually I think we've thought that he might be a little crazy, but that's like, he might have a serious mental problem or something. Like, I don't, what was that? America. I don't, I don't know. It's not just Donnie Boy, though, because Donnie Boy Jr., you know Donnie Boy Jr., who on Tuesday posted an image of the judge's daughter, the judge's daughter, in this case, to Truth Social. Why would you do that? What is wrong with you? Why are you attacking the judge in the case? I don't understand. Like, what? Who gave you this advice? Your lawyers didn't. Oh, boy. Are you stupid? That's really... I mean, what is wrong with them? And then... I'm sorry, I lied because I wasn't done with Tony Boy. Tony Boy decided to get his fingers warmed up again after his court appearance when he typed... He typed this, quote, Virtually every legal pundit has said there is no case here. There was nothing done illegally, unquote. Which is interesting because I was... You know, I had cable news on today. And the legal pundits I saw weren't really saying that. They were kind of saying the opposite. So I don't, uh, that was interesting. So, you know, there's all that, I mean. Whoa. Now, all right, to wrap this up, do I know if Donnie Boy's going to be found guilty? I don't know. That's going to be decided in court. And of course, this may not be the only time Donnie's found in a courtroom. I mean, you've got a couple other investigations ongoing federally, in state in Georgia, so who knows what's gonna happen. We'll see. But I will note that it has been like nonstop media coverage on this. I mean, they were following his car traveling through New York across like OJ style. Like do we really need this? No. There's other things you could be talking about. No one cares. Like, I'll give you something you can talk about. The state of Tennessee. Nice transition there, I know. The next thing we're talking about is the state of Tennessee, because something the media really hasn't been covering in the last week is what's been going on in the state of Tennessee. You probably heard, probably know, last week there was a school shooting at the Covenant School, which is a private Christian school in Nashville. Six people, including three children, were killed. I mean, we've talked about school shootings before on this podcast, and you're probably already numb to it. Talked about it before here on Xander's Facts. But in 2023, there have been 13, 13 school shootings that have resulted in injuries or deaths, not worldwide, just in the United States. And since 2018, we've had 157 school shootings where someone has been injured or died. And so I was doing a little research for this, and I saw an article from ABC News back on March 27th, and the headline was, this was the headline, quote, there have been more mass shootings than days in 2023, database shows, unquote. Over 130 mass shootings have taken place in 2023 in the United States 
and it is April 5th. We're in the fourth. We just started the fourth month of the year. I don't, I don't know, man, because about a year ago, I talked about this back in May of last year after there was, you remember, Uvalde, Texas. Immediately when I say that, you're like, oh my gosh, that was where the elementary school shooting was. Yeah, because that happened in May of last year. And I wrote, I was in my feels when I wrote that, let me tell you all, on Xander's Weekend Facts, and I read it out on this podcast, and I'm not going to do it again because you can go back and listen to it, and you can go read it on the website, xandersfacts.substack.com. But it's like, nothing has changed. Things have changed, actually. That's a lie. I'm sorry. But overall, nothing's changed since then. And so the one thing, I don't really want to get into this because it's depressing and it's seriously like, what is wrong with us? Everybody, all of us should be blamed. Citizens of the United States of America that we've allowed this to happen for since the last century. When Columbine happened and really started this. But I didn't want to really get into this much because I wanted to talk about the other things that are happening in the state of Tennessee. But I did want to play from which I had included in the podcast, in my newsletter essay that I wrote that week, whatever you want to call it, the audio from Steve Kerr. Now, you've probably heard this audio. You may not have. I don't care because. Every time I listen to this audio, I get, I well up and I get tears in my eyes. Like, it's so sad that he actually has to come out and say this. And so do not skip because I'm going to be mad at you. But Steve Kerr is the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, the NBA team. And they were in the playoffs. This was May. And he goes up there in the, in the playoffs at a press conference, goes up to the microphone and says this. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo, we've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we gonna do something? I'm tired, I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm tired of the, Moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. 
So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, the, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. I mean, it really is incredible how we've done nothing. We've done something that was very little, I will say. Not nothing. But these mass shootings have still happened. And we have solutions. We have universal background checks. We have banning assault weapons. Why do you need a gun that goes... Why do you need that? But there are some people who don't want to get rid of that. I don't know. That's... Yeah. I've talked about that before on this podcast. I'll probably talk about it again, so... We'll just move on, because... I just wanted to say, in response to all of this, to what happened in Nashville, thousands of young people have flooded the Tennessee state capitol in Nashville in the last few days, demanding change to the gun laws in the state of Tennessee. This first happened back on Thursday of last week. There were over a thousand protesters. They rallied around the state capitol. Republicans, though, have since called the demonstration an insurrection after the protesters entered the capitol building. Here's the tiny, tiny little issue with that. Several issues with that. No one broke in. No one was injured or arrested. No property was damaged. And we're going to call this an insurrection. Or specifically, the people who support a president who provoked an actual insurrection, which had death and injuries, and people did break in, and property was damaged. And those people who support the person who provoked that are going to say that this is an insurrection. The Speaker of the Tennessee House, Cameron Sexton, a Republican, said that what happened was, quote, at least equivalent, maybe worse, unquote, than the events of January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. These are not Sanders' facts. But unlike on January 6th, everything was actually peaceful. Everyone who entered the Capitol building actually went through the security. So, like, that's actually, that's, act, that's just, that's a horrible thing to say. An insurrection, when an actual insurrection happened. And they're gonna call this the same thing as that? I, that's, that's really terrible. But here's what else happened, and I think this is what has really gotten the Republicans uproarious. Not really related to insurrection, but three Democratic lawmakers approached the podium on the House floor without being recognized to speak. Not allowed. 
and then led the protesters who were up in the galleries in several chants using a bullhorn. Now, Republicans then ordered security to clear the galleries, and guess what happened? No one rushed on the floor. They all left peacefully. I mean, if you don't believe me, there's video! I mean, it's really nothing, nothing bad actually happened. Like, it was incredible. Protests have continued. They've grown the last few days. Not, they haven't gone, you know, really inside the galleries and done all that in the house, but they've remained peaceful. But that isn't stopping Republicans from actually going to the extreme measure of voting on Thursday to expel these three Democratic lawmakers from the Tennessee House. Not just kick off committee assignments or whatever. Expel them! What? So Republicans in the state of Tennessee, after a school shooting just took place, which killed six people, three young children, the elementary-aged children, after that happened, they're not going to, you know, pass any gun control measures. No, 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 no. Why would we do that? They're going to expel members of the House because people are rightfully angry at these people for not doing anything. But to be honest, that's really consistent with what Tennessee Republicans have actually done in the session because Tennessee lawmakers and their governor, Bill Lee, have this year signed into law a total ban on gender-affirming health care for transgender children, because that's a big issue, oh my gosh, hurting our children, and a law to prohibit adult-oriented entertainment from public property, basically drag shows, because these are the real issues in society. Drag shows, transgender surgeries, not school shootings, please. And by the way, that drag law, whatever you want to call it, I guess, was blocked, temporarily blocked in the courts, by a Trump judge. Which means, you know, you kind of went overboard. And of course, you probably remember there was a controversy in Tennessee last year. The state introduced these new license plates, you know, and they have the words, some of them have the words, in God we trust. Drivers have the option to include those words. That's been the case for several years. But they have these new plates. And when the plates have the words, in God we trust, the plate, the, you know, the license plate, whatever it is, begins with the numbers. When it doesn't have the term, in God we trust, it has letters instead of numbers that start first. So you're easily able to tell who chose that and who didn't. Because, obviously, that's not going to lead to any bad things happening at all. No. No. I don't know. But the fact is, the media hasn't been covering the threat of expulsion of those lawmakers at all. They've been sticking with the Trump case in New York. And that's like, uh, that sounds like a pretty big issue. Like, how is that not anti-democratic? If you get what I'm saying. I don't know. And you know what? You might be learning about that for the first time. You're like, what? It's like, yeah, because sometimes the media doesn't cover these things. Like, TikTok is the way that I really found out about that. TikTok, which they might want to ban. We're not talking about that on this podcast, though. We don't have time to get into TikTok and all that, but we're going to talk about it. There's a bill that would ban TikTok and do some other things in Congress, and I'll talk about that probably in a future podcast. But I talked about the other bills that they were passing in Tennessee. 
They've passed some bills all over the country, too. One of the reasons they say that these bills are being passed, though, why they want them to be passed, Republicans are saying, is because these things that they're attacking are woke. Uh-oh. Transition. You've probably heard the term woke because it's become a favorite among Republicans recently. We can just go back to last month at CPAC. The term was used incessantly. Former South Carolina governor, current presidential candidate, Nikki Haley, said, quote, wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic, hands down, unquote. How about that? And, quote, I am running for president to renew an America that's strong and proud, not weak and woke, unquote. By the way, she said wokeness. I typed on my computer the word wokeness, and it had the red line under it, because the computer didn't think that was a word. So they might be making up words. I don't know. Another presidential candidate for the Republicans, Vivek Ramaswamy, said, quote, I travel the country calling out the woke industrial complex in America, unquote. Okay. The former president. Oh, we were just talking about him. Donnie Boy. He declared that Joe Biden was engineering a, quote, woke takeover of the entire federal government, unquote. Because, you know, well. And then, last month, you probably remember Silicon Valley Bank collapse. We talked about that on Xander's Weekend Facts. I wrote about that. And the great, we talked about him earlier too, Donnie Boy Jr. He tweeted, quote, this is what happens when you push a leftist slash woke ideology, unquote. Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri tweeted, quote, So these SVB guys spend all their time funding woke garbage, climate change solutions, rather than actual banking and now want a handout from taxpayers to save them, unquote. And then Congressman James Comer from Kentucky went on Fox News and said that Silicon Valley Bank was, quote, one of the most woke banks, unquote. He said most woke banks, which then prompted Vox, V-O-X, to publish an article with the headline. This is one of the all-time great headlines, I believe. What the hell is a woke bank? Good question. Of course, banking experts are almost universally in an agreement that SVB's commitment to DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, wasn't a driver of the bank's collapse. Now, DEI is what Republicans have been calling woke. Diversity? Oh my gosh. Equity? Oh. Inclusion? Oh. Grabby. I mean, they do not like that, apparently. We've also seen things like the Stop Woke Act in Florida. We're going to be talking about Florida very soon. Their governor, you know his name, said in his election night victory speech last year, quote, We reject woke ideology. We will never, ever surrender to the woke agenda, unquote. It's been used to attack LGBTQ plus rights. It's been used to attack critical race theory. Uh-oh, boogeyman. Critical race theory, we've talked about on this podcast before. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you need to go back because we talked about critical race theory. Same as bug. Oh, boy. And basically anything that Republicans and conservatives don't like. That's what I found. Woke banks. What does that mean? One of the most woke banks. Like, do you have a top five list of your most woke banks? That's not actually what woke means, though, because before the term was used incessantly by right-wingers, Merriam-Webster Dictionary states that the term means, quote, 
that someone is informed, educated, and conscious of social injustice and racial inequality, end quote. So it literally meant to be socially aware. It's a fact. And it was particularly prominent among Black Lives Matter activists and protesters, reaching popularity after the 2014 protests that we saw after Michael Brown was killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. And it turns out that Republicans' takeover of this term really hasn't gone over well for them because there was a USA Today Ipsos poll that came out last month showed that 56% of Americans believe the term actually means to be informed, educated on, and aware of social injustices. Only 39% said that the term means to be overly politically correct and police others' words. Politically correct, ooh, another boogeyman. That included just 56% of Republicans, but it was, you know, amazing. The quote that I saw in the USA Today article when they were releasing the results of the poll from Cliff Young of Ipsos, who helped create the poll, he said, quote, Most Americans understand that to be woke is to be tuned into injustices around us. But for a key segment of Republicans who make up the Trump-DeSantis base, woke is a clear trigger for the worst of the politically correct emerging multicultural majority, unquote. And I don't know if I could put it any better. A multicultural agenda, which for some of these people is literally the worst thing that could ever happen. Oh my gosh, you're telling me no more white power? But it's literally true. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. We all want to be inclusive with each other or else we're just spewing hate because someone looks different than us or chose to be something that we aren't. Like, why do you have to hate them or pass laws that discriminate against them? Like, to me, that just seems hateful. So... You know, it's really just the latest round of the culture wars, which are being fueled by the right. They'll say that the left is doing all these terrible things, but, like, no one was complaining about woke banks until you started yapping about them. But, you know, we've moved on. I guess we've moved on. Cancel culture is no longer a thing. Now it's woke. And it has been for the last few months. Here's the thing, though. That didn't really work out for Republicans last year. You remember when the incumbent party in the White House had one of the best midterm elections we've seen in a while? I mean, it also didn't help that Roe v. Wade was overturned. That did not help Republicans at all because it turns out the majority of Americans support the right to an abortion. But it also didn't hurt them, you know, the tactic of playing to the base. Candidates like... Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker, I know you tried to erase those names from your memory, but I'm bringing them back. You! Truly, some of the worst major party candidates I think we've ever seen for a U.S. Senate election. Herschel Walker, Dr. Oz. I mean, like, what were... I don't know what Republicans were thinking. They leaned into the culture wars, and they lost in Pennsylvania and in Georgia, which Republicans think are winnable states for them. It, the governor in Georgia won, but Herschel Walker, oof, Herschel, I'm sorry, I had to, that was probably a trigger for you all, the, just the saying of Herschel Walker, I mean, uh, I tried to escape that from my memory, but uh, I don't know, but you know what, you know where that didn't happen? State of Florida. Transition! Do better. This is the last thing we're going to talk about here, because we are rolling through this thing, all the topics that I have this week. Let's talk about the state of Florida, though. Or actually, I'm sorry, 
the free state of Florida. There's been lots of lots of Florida in the news recently because of the actions that have been taken by Republicans in the legislature and the Republican governor. His name is Ron DeSantis, but we on this podcast like to call him Ronald McDonald to Santa Claus. Or, there's another term, Donnie Boy likes to call him Ron DeSanctimonious, which is, okay. Speaking of Ronnie, McDonnie, him and Donnie, Donnie Boy, haven't been best of buds recently. And um, Donnie Boy had a Fox News interview with Mr. Hannity, and he started talking about Ronnie for some reason, and here's what he had to say. So what happened with Ron is the following. He came to see me. He was getting killed. He was being crushed. Adam Putnam, it was over. I have many people that I know that worked for Adam Putnam. They said it was like a nuclear, I hate to use this expression, it was like a nuclear weapon went off when you endorsed because they considered the race to be over. They had the race. He had millions and millions of dollars, and he was way up in the polls. He was beating Ron by 30 points or so. It was over. Ron came to see me, tears in his eyes. He said, I need you to do me a big favor. First he asked for the meeting, then he asked before the favor. I said, what's the favor? Would you endorse me? I fought for you. But again, he, a lot of people fought for me. You fought for me only rightfully, but you fought for me if you thought I was right. Mm-hmm. A lot more than he did. But he said, I need your endorsement. I said, Ron, you're so far behind. I can't imagine that if you got George Washington's endorsement, combined with the great, late great Abraham Lincoln, If you had their endorsements, I don't think you could win, Ron, but tell me about it. Go ahead. He said, I'm telling you, I think I could win if I could get your endorsement. And he was, you'll have to check the records, but many, many, many points. It was over. And the nomination just... It was a very close race. The nomination was just, okay. I gave, I said, let's give it a shot, okay? You know, you defended me. Adam Putnam didn't, one way or the other. I think he's probably a nice guy. You know, I never met him until later. A year later, I met him. He said, when you did that, it was like a rocket went up. He said, my race was over. They were already buying furniture for the, for the governor's mansion. They were going to win. So I said, let's give it a shot, Ron, okay? And he was desperate. I said, okay. I gave him a nice endorsement. I said, you write out what you'd like, and let me see it. He wrote it out. I thought it was terrible. I changed it, made it great. I gave him a great endorsement. From the moment I pressed that button, he blew the guy away. The race was over. <laughs> so you I read those truths uh earlier, and you're probably thinking, how could an individual, who, what kind of individual would write these things? And then you listen to the man speak, and you're like, oh, that man would. I mean, there's several things to unpack there. First off, why is George Washington just George Washington, and then Abraham Lincoln gets to be the late great? What, what did, what's wrong with George Washington? Why does Abraham Lincoln get to be the late great? I don't know. And also, Ron came up to him, tears in his eyes. Can you believe it? It was tears in his eyes. That's a common, that's another Trumpism they like to say, tears in his eyes. Or sir, everybody calls him sir, or they come up to him, tears in their eyes. I just, yeah, I'm sorry you had to listen to that, but. Let's get back to Florida, because things have been interesting the last few months. Uh, Tears in his eyes, DeSantis, who many believe is the biggest threat to Donnie Boy in the 2024 Republican primary, has been emboldened because he had a big election win last year. 
in the governor's race in Florida. And so the Republican-dominated legislature basically has bowed down to his command. I mean, among some of the things they've passed in the last few months and the last few years have been, as I said earlier, the Stop Woke Act. We have to stop woke, which limits how workplaces and schools teach about race and identity. They also passed what was called the Don't Say Gay Bill. It was technically, the real term was Parental Rights and Education Bill, which we've talked about on this podcast, I believe, before. It bans public schools from teaching about sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade, or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. But they're not... I went through kindergarten and third grade. I don't, I don't think I... Recently. I mean, not too recently. It was... Well, it was over ten years ago, but still... Disrespectful! I don't think I heard a peep about any of that stuff. And now... They want to extend that to all grade levels, K-12, through in public schools. Another bill would require bloggers, when you hear a bloggers, Xander's Facts, Xander's Weekend Facts, what do you think that is? It's a blog. Who write about the governor or state legislatures to register with the state and file monthly reports disclosing how they were paid. I'm sorry, but... Um... How is, like, that okay? If you write about us, you must register with the state. That, oh, I don't know about that one, Chief. Nope. Another bill authorizes universal school vouchers. Now, we have talked about school choice and charter schools on this podcast, y'all. I've said, go listen back to that podcast. But I said they resegregate schools. You can't say, oh, please, Sander, what are you talking about? This is a fact. Please look it up. Sander's facts. And they often don't perform better than public schools. They just pump money into these charter schools that don't have government oversight. And a lot of them are religious schools. You Go to church if you want to do religious things. Why, why do we need it in school? And then, speaking of schools, oh boy. Florida also decided to ban the AP African American Studies course because, here's a big one, it has critical race theory in it. Oh no, critical race theory, CRT! Now we've talked about CRT on this podcast, y'all. Is a boogeyman. At the State Department of Education also, this is a, these are true numbers, they banned over 40% of the 132 math textbooks that they reviewed because they included prohibited topics such as critical race theory and social-emotional learning. Social-emotional learning? And critical race theory in a math textbook? I, I, that was, that sounds like a bunch of bull. I mean, what in the world? And then there's this bill. That would that doesn't explicitly say these things, but it has been interpreted by the people who made this bill that it could ban a bunch of NPHCs, which are National Panhellenic Council organizations, from college campuses. Once you got like Alpha Phi Alpha Alpha Kappa Alpha, you know those a bunch of others, and also NMGC, National Multicultural Greek Council ones, like. Lambda Theta Alpha, Alpha Psi Lambda, and others. 
it would prohibit all Jewish studies courses. It, they could. They could ban all gender studies courses and feminist theory courses. Why would they want to do that? Along with centers and programs for black students, Latinx students, and Asian and AAPI students, and LGBTQ plus students. I don't like... I don't under... Uh, I don't know. Republicans are also on the verge of banning abortion after six weeks, which is happening in many states across the country. Yeah. And then very quietly, this was very quietly, like, normally when Ronnie McDonnie has, signs a bill, there's this big, you know, there's this crowd around him, and he gathers and he signs it, and he's all, everyone's so happy, and you know, all that. But very quietly, DeSantis signed a law that would allow people to carry concealed guns without a permit. So you don't need training, you don't need a background check. He called this constitutional carry. Seriously? So, after all the shootings that we've had, I mean, Valdi last year, and the Nashville shooting that just happened last week, after that happened, Ronnie McDonnie said, you know what, we are going to get rid of concealed carry permits. How does that make any sense? The argument is a good guy with a gun will stop a bad guy with a gun. Um, maybe the better argument would be the bad guy doesn't get a gun in the first place. Like, we're actually not trying to do that. We're trying to give them the guns, it looks like, from this bill. Like, please explain it to me, because it doesn't make any sense. Spitting the truth. So, I don't know. Population of Florida, though, keeps on increasing. The Sunshine State. DeSantis has claimed that Florida is the freest state in the country. I don't know, I haven't been to Florida in well over 10 years. But DeSantis has gone around the country, including to states like New York, to brag about Florida's low crime rates and all the great things that are going on down in Florida. Well, the fact is, things maybe aren't going so great down in the Sunshine State because everybody likes to talk about cities like New York have high crime rates and their cesspools and terrible places to live. Donnie Boy lived there for most of his life, but it turns out that Florida, the state, actually has a higher assault, murder, rape, property crime, burglary, larceny, motor vehicle theft, and property crime rate than the state of New York. And New York City's crime rates are actually lower than that of Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando, and the capital, Tallahassee. Too many facts. So I don't know why he went up there to talk about crime. Because if you did what he's doing, and by the way, Florida just, you know, their crime is at a 50-year low, which is true, but it's still higher than states like New York. So maybe if your crime is worse than the places you're going to, maybe you shouldn't brag about it. Like, I don't know. Add that to the fact that property insurance rates are actually expected to jump by up to 60% in that state. And they've already gone way up. Like, it's maybe sunshine, but a lot of people who are moving to Florida are going to be in for a rude awakening. Like, oh, maybe I don't want to live in the state of Florida. I know I wouldn't, to be honest. I'm good here in Virginia. We have our guy, Glenjamin, and he's doing some interesting things. But you know what? 
I think I'd rather live here than the state of Florida. T-B-H. And you know what? That concludes our journey around the current state of America. There's a lot of troubles that are marring the current state of America, I just gotta tell you. And those are just some of the topics we could have discussed. We've gone over an hour, so I'm kind of like losing my steam here. But we could have talked about bills in Congress, like the one that could ban TikTok. We could have talked about that. Or what's behind the train derailments we've heard about recently, including the East Palestine one in Ohio. We'll talk about those in Sanders Weekend Facts and future editions of the podcast. But like, there's a lot of other things that we could talk about that we could give the facts on. So you know what? I just wanted to make a call out there for if you have any facts, any topics you want to hear about on the podcast, let me know. Because if we're going to spread the facts, we should probably spread the facts that people actually care about. So if you've got any facts you want to hear, hit me up, whatever. DMs are open, I think. I don't know how that works, but yeah, do it. The truth lies here. I mean, there you go. That is the 100th episode of the Xander's Facts Podcast. How about that? And here's to another 100. Let's hope we make it to 200 podcasts. That would be, yeah, 2025 or something like that. That would be absolutely insane. But there you go. That is it. That's all the facts that I've got on this week's edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for making through these long facts, let me tell you. And remember that if you liked all the facts that we had on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, episode 100, rate and review the podcast, then go on all our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Zader's Facts. That is Zader with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts! Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast, about Xander's Weekend Facts. Sign up, newsletter, every Sunday morning, episode subscription. It is free. And check out Xander's Facts on YouTube because all our new episodes, including this one, get posted on YouTube too whenever I do it because I'm lazy. Check it out and check out the Xander's Facts link tree. It's got all the Xander's Facts links that you need to get all the facts from Xander's Facts. We're back to kind of Normal, talking about one topic next week on the podcast, episode 101, because we just wrapped up March Madness, which means professional basketball is about to have their playoffs. So the NBA playoffs are about to start. That happens next week. So we're going to get a little preview from our very own Xander's Facts NBA analyst, Hillbilly. That is his legal name, maybe, because he's got a lot of facts to share about professional basketball. And we are all going to be graced with his presence on this podcast next week to talk about the NBA playoffs. Make some picks, too. You're going to want to tune in next week, episode 101. But that is it, y'all. That's a wrap on episode 100 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And the Xander's Facts Podcast rolls on with episode 101 next week.